the Ohio Supreme Court has a little white line fever in its latest ruling. Nurses are asking why hospitals keep saying that when they get COVID-19, they get it from their personal life and not the more obvious at work. And Ohio is way behind where Governor Mike DeWine wanted to be in vaccinating people against the coronavirus. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing for Wednesday, December 23rd. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Maybe the Ohio Supreme Court has its own white line fever, but this is going to come off as somewhat absurd. The Ohio Supreme Court issued a ruling Tuesday that driving on but not crossing over a solid white line on the edge of a state highway is not a good reason to get stopped by police. The state's high court held that while statewide standards prohibit a driver from crossing the white fog lines on the right side of the highway, it's not a violation for car tires to touch them. This ends a long and pitched battle, reversing a split decision by the 12th District Court of Appeals, which found a trooper was justified in making a stop because a driver is required to keep a vehicle entirely within a traffic lane. And believe it or not, the 12th District's ruling conflicted with previous decisions from the 1st, 3rd, 5th, 6th, and 11th District Court of Appeals that driving on the fog line isn't illegal. Yes, all of those courts took up this matter. Even the Supremes were split, with the Chief Justice and Justice Pat Fisher dissenting. They think touching the line actually breaks the law. Consider the issue now resolved. Over the past several months, hospitals have repeatedly said contact tracing shows the doctors, nurses, and other healthcare workers who've acquired COVID-19 are largely being infected through community spread and not at work. Yet those assertions have puzzled and disheartened nurses who are at the front lines of the pandemic. Evan McDonald reports that they question how hospitals can pinpoint where they acquired a virus that is so widespread, and they feel that suggesting they're getting the virus through community spread insinuates they're being careless once they're off the clock. Ohio is getting pretty far behind where Governor Mike DeWine hoped to be by now in vaccinating people against the coronavirus. A total of 6,733 people have received the first dose of the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine, representing 0.06% of the state's population. That number is thousands fewer than the 98,475 doses Mike DeWine had said the state would get last week. Now, it doesn't look like Ohio will be anywhere close to 420,000 vaccines by Christmas, as DeWine had predicted. The 0.06% is not entirely accurate either, considering that 312 healthcare workers who live in other states got their shots in Ohio, and the residences are unknown for 101 people who received their first doses. An out-of-state vaccine recipient can be, for instance, a doctor who lives in Kentucky and commutes to work in Cincinnati. The Ohio House sent to Governor Mike DeWine a bill that encourages more criminal offenders to get drug treatment and makes it easier for them to seal their criminal records. House Bill 1 
cleared a final House vote unanimously Tuesday afternoon. Another measure that advocates say takes criminal justice reform even further, Senate Bill 3, appears dead. The crux of Senate Bill 3 is to classify low-level felony drug offenses as misdemeanors and require addicts to get treatment, but that was not included in the ultimate bill passed. Prosecutors Ohio Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor and even the Governor Mike DeWine at one point criticized Senate Bill 3 as taking away judicial discretion. Cuyahoga County has already paid more than $1 million in settlements for lawsuits filed after a string of inmate deaths and revelations of widespread mistreatment. Of the 27 lawsuits filed in the last two and a half years, four have settled for a total of $1.35 million. 23 lawsuits are pending, with additional suits expected in coming months. Families of five inmates have filed lawsuits against the county, including the family of Gregory Fox, who hanged himself in his cell in August 2018. The county settled with Fox's family for $950,000. Four other lawsuits involving the deaths of inmates are pending, including one filed on Monday. The lawsuits filed against the county involve more than deaths, though. Twenty-one other lawsuits involving 43 inmates accuse the county of, among other things, mistreating female inmates and inmates with mental illness, officers beating inmates providing poor or no medical care, and two lawsuits accuse the county of firing employees for whistleblowing. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. We will be back tomorrow, Thursday, for our final podcast of the year, and then return on January 4th. 